So welcome back to NNT Talks podcast. Today, I'm here with somebody from the sports industry, uh, a successful lady, a British champion in track and field. Uh, she's doing so well, but she's also into the NFT space and she's the founder of Afro Chicks, which is amazing. Uh, and it's an amazing project because it entwines her skills uh, into the NFT space. So I'm excited to hear about that. But welcome, Naomi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm really good. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat all about Web3 and what I've been up to. Yeah, I'm excited to hear, man, Like, because um, I follow the tweets and, uh, and I follow a bit of the information that you put out there and I've looked myself and there are some exciting things. And I think there's one thing about NFTs, um, and I think obviously away from the art, I think it solves problems. Um, and the way you're using it, you're solving a problem that may a lot of people may not even know about but in, people in your position may think it's, it's a thing that needs to be solved. So that's why I think it's, it's, it's great. Um, before, before we jump into it, like, let, let's, let's, talk, let's set the scene. Like I was like, tell me your background, first of all, and how did you end up getting to here? And then we can talk about the problems that you, you've seen. Yeah, so um, my name's Naomi Metzger. I'm the nine times British triple jump champion. I'm 24 and I'm from Manchester. Um, and I got into the NFT space because I lost my sponsor. I found out at the beginning of the year um, mm -hmm. so I needed to come up with a solution of how I'm going to sort of fund, continue to fund my athletics journey and hopefully help other athletes along the way um, through NFTs. So it was actually because um, my husband had COVID. So mm -hmm. we were locked up um, for a week. So I thought, right, let me learn this skill. I need to learn something since I've got a week and I'm not ill. He, he's ill, but you know, <laughs> let, me, let me take some time to learn a skill. Um, so I, I already came across um, NFTs just because of all the news articles about the apes and the punks and everything that was sort of going on. So I thought if this is a way that people are making money, maybe this is a way that I can actually fund my athletics journey without the stress of not knowing what I'm going to do um, to continue competing and training at the highest level. Mm -hmm. um, so I just started doodling. I studied graphics. I did it as a GCSE. Um, so I thought I'm going to use my Adobe Illustrator and all them skills I learned all them years ago and use it now to see if I can, you know, make something work. So that's kind of how I made Afro Chicks. I decided to call it Afro Chicks because I had my Afro out at the time and I thought, let me just make something inspired by, <laughs> inspired by me first and see if other people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and let's make it fun. Let's make it colourful. And um, that, that's kind of how it all started. See, that you, I know you talk about it very Blase, like I just did this, I just did that, but you have done so much. And I feel that is so important because you're covering so much things that important things like took set the scene for an athlete in your position, your successful athlete, and you lost your sponsor. Is this something that happened? Why did you lose your sponsor? Is this something that happens regularly between young athletes up and coming to get on the big stage? Is that an issue that happens across the board? Yeah, I think must be over, I think it was 36 British athletes lost their sponsorship um, after the Olympics. And that's just in track and field. So I don't even know the stats across all the sports. Um, and that was just with one brand. So wow. it's just as the sort of Olympic cycle ends, a lot of brands want to change the strategy. They might want to focus on different events, different sports. Um, and then athletes are sort of left a little bit in the dark because there's, they don't really know what that is going to happen. And before you know it, the contract's ended, nothing's renewed, nothing's been said. And you think, mm -hmm. oh, I've lost my sponsor. I guess I'm not sponsored anymore. Um, so how the sponsorship works is that a brand will get in touch with the athlete through the agent and 
they'll sign and then athletes can get bonuses. So for every performance you do, such as winning a British championship, or so qualifying for a, a Commonwealth Games, you'll get some money for that. And then also on top of that, the, the things that you do, the times you run, the distances you jump, you'll get bonuses for that. So without that, that means there's no payment <laughs> basically in the wow. sport, apart from if you win at a Diamond League or a Continental Tour, um, which are quite few and far between and hard to get into if you don't have a top agent. So a lot of athletes are left either having to get a, a full-time job on the side, a full, not even a part-time, a full-time job. I know so many athletes with full-time jobs um, um, on the side and athletics sort of has to take a back burner. So there's a lot of really talented athletes but because they don't have that funding, um, they can't take it um, full-time. Luckily, I am on um, British Athletics funding, but yeah. I get 10,000 for the year, which I'm very grateful for, but we know that's below minimum wage. So it's still not enough to really survive. Um, so that's why um, I really had to find a solution of how I'm going to be able to fund my whole athletics journey because yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that athletics is your your thing you like this is what I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about this this is what I want to do but it's also about surviving and living and getting by day to day and like I, th- I'm, I mean maybe I'm, I'm, I'm other people may be under the pressure that you think because you're on the, the, the GBT you, you you must be doing well for yourself and everything must be covered I mean I'm, so is that the case for a lot so when you're top it's only when you win you get money literally for every athlete because i was what sponsorship would they give you money to wear the brand or is this just for yeah, young athletes you get, you get money to wear the brand but a, a, a bulk of it is for your performances especially if you're not a an athlete who's you know maybe number one in the world yeah, so yeah, yeah. athletes who sort of are up and coming a lot yeah. of them are on sort of kit contracts where they'll only get kit or kit contracts with bonuses um, right. where we just get those performance bonuses or mm-hmm. they'll sign on a fee for the year and but the main thing is always those bonuses that's kind of what keep that it motivates you and you also know that if I can achieve this standard I'm gonna be set and that that really helps and takes that stress off your mind as well you was you're a British champion like so yeah. how did it happen to you does, does anyone else stand a chance like I mean I think as I said it's how the brand sort of changed their their strategy they want to focus on different events so mm. there's not much more that can be said you know maybe there's other brands out there who who are up for it. And, you know, a lot of people focus on the shoe brands. And of course, there's millions of brands out there who yeah. maybe didn't know this and want to sort of think, wait, you know, I I, I own a, a plumbing company. You know, anybody can sponsor an athlete at this space yeah. on the kit that they can wear. Um, so I think it's something that a lot of people aren't really aware of, which I would love to educate more people on it as well. Okay, so that, so just get back, keep on the story. You, you lost the sponsorship then what happened what's happening then what does that look like for you because now you're not getting the support for the kits you're not getting bonuses when you win you're working a full-time job um covid's hit <laughs> so all these things there's <laughs> a i know we laugh about it now but it's i guess it would have been a, a massive impact on on your career at that point right yeah, I think it, it's just when I worked a full time job, I worked for a football charity. I was working with kids at risk of exclusion. So although I loved it, it's so emotionally it's an emotional toll because you, yeah. you're trying to focus on your competition. But you're like, is this kid going to be excluded? Can I help him? You know, I need to give him that emotional support. So it's so yeah. hard to focus. And then if you're doing a different job, it's hard to balance the time. Um, so you can do a job you enjoy, but it's emotional. You know, it's a, it's a circle that you just can't really win. 
Um, so it was really difficult. I'd say on my mental health, it was difficult, you know, seeing my worth as an athlete, am I not good enough? What else do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you start doubting yourself. You think, should I continue with the sport? Um, but just there's just something in you that thinks, no, you represent your country, that feeling sort of irre- irreplaceable and the feeling you get of getting a new personal best and things like that. You know, you can't you can't replace it. So I still wanted to find a way, you know, that I could still continue doing the sport, even if it meant I had to work again or whatever. I just wanted to continue doing the sport, you know, but I just knew that if I got a job, a full time job, I would not have that um, that same commitment to the athletics, which I need to get to the top. Yeah, and that, that's, that's that's that true passion coming through, isn't it? For something that you really love. But then, so then, what you the amazing thing that I feel that is so important. I think that I've seen other people do it within the space. Is that you've tapped into something, a skill that you've had on the back burner to kind of facilitate you to get some kind of funding. So you've seen you've seen this NFT thing in regards to like the apes and whatnot. And what are you thinking then at that point? Like, because not a lot of people get it straight away. <laughs> so um, how did you get it and what, what was your kind of perception of what was going on? Um, so I just knew that these apes and cartoon images of animals and all sorts were, were selling and being traded. And there was a lot about ownership. And I was kind of thinking, OK, what can I do as an athlete to, to sort of hop in here? And at first I wanted to make something specifically for athletes. Um, and maybe just like draw different athletes and then just kind of sell it. But then I thought, no, I really want to tap into that ownership and have people feel part of a community. Cause that's what I noticed. There was a lot of community is like, no, not, not against each other, but you saw the distinct ape PFPs and you saw the, the punks. Tribal. I agree. Yeah, it's yeah. Tribal. <laughs> it's tribal. So I thought, you know, I want to make something that people will change their PFPs to it. They want to get behind me with my competitions and really just, you know, some people don't want to dox themselves. But from the beginning, I'm like, I'm Naomi, I'm an athlete. Um, and this is what I, this is what I'm doing. Um, so when I first started the project, um, I remember I had nine followers, um, <laughs> and one of the first communities that sort of came across was called the Onaji community, and that was just a, a lot of black people basically in in one in one space. The PFPs were of different black cartoon images, and I thought, oh, this looks quite interesting. So I said to my husband, right, am I crazy? But should I spend? I think it was about. $60 or something should I spend 60 dollars on this on this cartoon picture he was like you know go for it you never know so I purchased it and then because I was I purchased it I could go in their space mm. and then two people from that space bought an afro chick that same night so with my nine followers and just investing in that one project you know two people have bought into my project and then it just started to snowball from there so mm. I, I you know it kind of it's a bit of a risk but when you see that community and you feel you know I feel part of this let me just you know, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but let me just try. And it really paid off for me. So that really kickstarted the journey. So what do you think it was different about your project for people to kind of be involved? Like, from the, I mean, I guess you've spoken to your community. Have they given you any feedback? I said, why did they choose your project? What was it supporting you? Was it the art? Was it the, um, the diversity? Have a female in the space? Was that something like what was it? I think it was all, all, all of them. Um, people loved the story, the story of how I lost my sponsor and they just wanted to help me out as an athlete. They loved the diversity of the, the drawings and how um, at the time there wasn't too many black women making sort of PFP style projects mm-hmm. um, representing Afro hair and that type of thing. So I really wanted to tap into that. So a lot of black women, a lot of black men, bought it for the daughters, bought it for the cousins, nieces, nephews, mm-hmm. uh, not nephews, nieces, um, but you know, bought it for the family members and, and it was a real sort of family friendly style of NFT that they just loved. Um, and then also because I'm quite active on Twitter with the spaces, I ran a space 
um, I still do, um, with women in NFTs, um, celebrating black women and non-binary people in NFTs. So every week about 300 black women in the NFT space would tune in and I'd interview them and share the projects and wow. things like that. So I think people just loved the, you know, loved what I was doing as an athlete, but also within the space. You didn't hold back, didn't you? you like, you'd actually get in, you got embedded in the community and you got in there and stuck in. And that's what it's about. Like, I, I mean, one thing I say to people when they enter the NFT space, forget about the money you can make. Be involved, be involved in the conversation, speak to people, um, support other people, because they're the same people that are going to support you when you put something out. And it's as simple as that. Um, so, yeah, like, it's so simple, but a lot of people don't do it. Uh, but it's effective and clearly proving the pudding when you've done this. So you've built your community. Um, I mean, before we go on, let's take a step backwards, because I know we've kind of talked about the project, but what is it? Like, tell me about Afro Chicks. What do you get with it? Is it a utility? Is it a piece of art? Is there anything else to come uh, after that? You pick, you buy that piece of uh, art and NFT. Yeah, so Afro Chicks, it's a one of one um, collection. It's celebrating Afro hair. Um, and each one has been hand drawn by me. Um, and you can also get custom ones as well. So if you want, so somebody made them for the wife the other day as well for Mother's Day. So I do all sorts of customs, different hairstyles, dreadlocks, everything. Um, and what makes my project really unique is that when I compete, I wear an Afro chick owned by someone. Um, I have to say thank you to them for supporting. And they, that really builds that sense of connection and community. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something that really draws people in. Um, I do shout outs to the holders um, because as my following is growing on Twitter, it's kind of helping my holders who have projects to get involved. I hold spaces. Um, but yeah, I'm just really embedded into the community. But, you know, if you want to get in your hands on a diverse project um, with a really nice sort of community, I think, yeah, it's a good one to, to go with. But because it's a one of one project, because mm -hmm. it's a one of one project, mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit different than the 10K collections because yeah. I literally know every single holder. Like I do the shout outs. I do a video shout out. Um, and it's just a different relationship with an athlete. You know, they really get to follow my journey, each competition. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've been doing it for six months now. Um, yeah. and it's, I'm just excited. I love that, man. Like it's, it's creating a little family of support, isn't it? Like, yeah. and like I think NFTs, once again, it, it, it creates that deep, it enables you to create that deeper connection with a group of people, whether it's your audience or community. Uh, and as an athlete, I haven't seen any athletes do that. I mean, you may have the like the kind of Arsenal and the team, you get access to me, like a short video, or you may meet and greet and I shake your hand. But if it's following along your journey and with the, how, how good you are, at least say, sky's the limit, you, we, we go to the Olympics, you win the gold medal and all the Afro tricks are there supporting you and cheering you on like that. It's just a story within itself. And that's priceless, priceless, because that's, that's a moment that, can't be created anywhere else. So um, yeah, I, I love that idea, man. I love it. So are you thinking about creating a PFP project um, down the line? Yeah, I think, in, I think what I really want to do is just under, make sure I understand it, make sure I understand the community. I didn't just want to hop in and be like, you know, 10K piece, like I'm out, get, collect the coins and I'm out. No, yeah. I wanted to actually get to know who are the people invested in the projects? Like you asked, why do people want to invest? Yeah. And what value can I bring to them? What did, you know, what, what, what can I do in this space to really make a difference? Not just, you know, make a success isn't just money, you know, mm -hmm. success is so much more than that. So that's, that's kind of why I didn't want to jump straight into that. But if the demand's high at the same time, I can't be hand, <laughs> it's really, <laughs> I'm drawing. I've done 170 so far. 
So to get the 10K hand drawn, you know, it's going to take a while. So, yeah. you know, realistically, it probably will start to go down that route in the future. But I just wanted people to know that I'm legit. I'm not an athlete just popping in and then, right, season started. Bye, guys. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here and I'm here to stay. So what about have you, have you this now you're doing this and this are you have you got interest from like brands now uh, based on the success with your NFT project obviously brands wanting to get into NFTs we see Adidas we see Nike uh, in in NFTs already so have you had interest and been approached <laughs> it's yeah. <so> ironic, isn't <laughs> it <laughs> yes yes I've had interest and it's just interesting because it's making me stand out now. As an athlete, so me as Naomi yeah. the triple jumper, it was kind of like, you know, but me as this web free, you know, yeah. the project um, owner, suddenly, you know, the, there's so much more interest, so many more conversations that I've never had before being wow. had um, and, and pitch decks and all this type of thing, which I'm not used to. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. And I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the future. Okay, can you give us any sneak peeks? Any potentials? You know, maybe the concept. Like, you know, you don't have to say who. Not, well, if you can say who you're working with, that'd be great. Or if you can say the kind of things potentially that can happen. I mean, do you see potentially merch, clothing? Yeah, the app. There'll, there'll be merch. There'll be merch down the line. There'll be merch. There'll be utility. More utility for holders. Yeah, mm. let's say that. More utility. More little discounts here and there, things like that. But I don't want to give too much away. The announcements will be announced. Um, but yeah, yeah, this thing's happening. This thing's All happening. right, so that, so that, that's, that's happened. You, you've entered the web free space. You've had success. You're building a community. You've got great intentions. Um, like moving forward, uh, what other things have you got in the pipeline? I mean, away from Afro Chicks, how, are, you, are you thinking about how can I use this to help others? Yeah. Yeah. So the the first thing that I really wanted to do was to make donations um, to sports organizations, which have helped me. So the first donation I made was to the Lloyd Cohen bursary. And Lloyd Cohen was um, a coach. He coached Christina Horrigu and other GB legends. And we passed away from COVID. So there was a, a foundation made in his name that helps unfunded athletes and coaches that need support as well. So that was like my first donation was to them. There's been Sports Aid, which have helped me, which is another charity. Um, and the Ron Pickering Foundation. So these are ones that I want to help, charities. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also, very, very soon, I'm going to sponsor uh, my first athlete. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Is, so, is that with Apple Chicks then? That's with Apple Chicks, yeah. Okay, so I've gone that. from me losing my sponsor to being able to actually support um, another athlete. So that's in the works as well, which I'm really excited about. So what's the response? I mean, obviously, you've got friends that are athletes, potentially in the same position. Even the ones that have got sponsors, they're seeing what you're doing. What kind of conversations have been had had in the in the lock in the change of rooms? <laughs> I think a lot of it's just like you're just changing the game, and I think that's a lot of a lot of the time. There's a lot of frustration, like oh, I've lost my sponsor. Naomi, are you still sponsored? I'm like, nah, but I'm okay. And they're like, how? Because there's so much stress and you know there's there's not a lot of innovation sometimes so when yeah. they see what I'm doing I think it it does inspire people to think outside the box a little bit more um, and people are like you know how can I do this you know how can I get into web free and nfts or can I buy one or can you make one that looks like me so there's interesting different ways but I think yeah it's definitely inspiring because a lot of athletes um they kind of focus so much on the sport but not focus on life um, after sport and life outside of sport, um, which is something that I'm really been passionate about from the beginning. So I think, yeah, a lot of people are excited, but also thinking she's bonkers. How is she fitting all this in with the training? 
Yeah. <laughs> you're making it work, you're making it happen. And I know that the NFT space moves quite fast for you to be a part of it and be involved with so many things. You definitely put in the work in, but um, I guess it, it's, it's something that, you're, like I said, you're passionate about it, so you, you're well invested. You mentioned there, Naomi, about after athlete. I mean, we always, we're talking about people coming up as athletes trying to get sponsorships, but what about athletes that get injured uh, halfway through the career or athletes are just, yeah, just like once they, unless they've had a very, very successful career, what do they do after? Like, um, is that something that has not, is not talked about that athletes may need support in that way? Yeah, I think British athletics are doing a good job um, of putting on workshops and getting people in, putting in internships and things to help athletes. But because a lot of athletes are so focused on this current career, yeah. it's hard for them to take that time out and think, you know, if I do this um, one week internship, is it going to take away from my training? I do think a lot more athletes need to think about it because success in athletics just isn't, it's not guaranteed. Even if you work super hard, a freak injury can happen um, and be career ending. So I do think it's more, it's very important for athletes to look beyond the sport, but I'm hoping that I can at least start to encourage more people to think, look, you can succeed in athletics and do things outside it. And I know that once I finish athletics, like I'm confident that I'll, I'll have a, a big career elsewhere, but a lot of other athletes haven't really developed those skills. Maybe they went to uni, then past uni, they've not done anything. So I really want to encourage more athletes to get involved in, in other things. Yeah, so what, what, away from athletes, this talk like family members and friends, like, and that's <laughs> them conversations. I mean, are they, do they understand? Um, if so, like, I mean, I always say, how would you explain to your parents what an NFT is? Like, I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to explain to them. Um, no, my mum, my mum's got her head around it. She follows me on Twitter. She's always right. messaging me and things like that. Like somebody, <laughs> Snoop Dogg um, did a tweet saying, I'm, I'm, I'm buying NFTs, what should I buy? So then I tweeted saying, an Afro chick. My mum texted me straight away, who's Snoop Dogg and did he buy one? I'm thinking, wow, we've got a long way to go. Um, but with my dad, he just didn't, he couldn't wrap his head around somebody just buying um, a JPEG or a yeah. GIF. He just couldn't wrap his head around it. But I think he's, he's starting to understand it now, especially when I started wearing it on my kit. And then to show him, look, this blockchain idea here, this this is a, a digital receipt, you know, this is, this is showing, this is actual proof that somebody owns this Afro chick that I'm wearing. And I think that helped him get his head around it a little bit, but it, mm. it's, a bit, it's a bit hard sometimes to explain it. But um, my family are very supportive and they can see how much it's helped with my athletics journey tangibly. Yeah. So I think that, that they at least know that it's successful. Um, but they might not understand all the technology. They might not understand it all. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we're gonna. I guess we're gonna be real confused when we start talking about things like the metaverse <laughs> and, and and whatnot. What like what? What's your thoughts on that? And are you, I think, are you thinking about how you can incorporate what you're doing and how this could work potentially in the metaverse? How would that look? Is there? Is that something that needs to be implemented in regards to what you're doing? Oh, I don't, I'm not thought too much about the metaverse, but with all the conversations, especially with Twitter spaces, yeah. I'd love to have it in a way that's more interactive. So I love the idea of showcasing works in a gallery and then also having a feature so people can talk to each other and, you know, maybe artists coming in and explaining the work within the gallery. Um, because my work was has been in the, in the African Museum of the Metaverse. So I got to go there and, and experience that. And it is really, um, really cool. Um, I haven't got my headset yet, but I need to, I need to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really thought of more ways to incorporate the Metaverse, but I really love the galleries so far. Well, I, th I think, okay, the Metaverse is very similar to like uh, the whole gaming industry. And 
I mean, I've played games and athlete sports games are very popular. So maybe that's an angle potentially, like you can look into potentially contacting a game company that sport company that's potentially getting into the NFT space and you could probably put, put your merch on there or have your own team uh, on that game potentially, that, that could be a way into it. Uh, another thing that I've had conversations with other, other people is what I think is really interesting is tokenizing behavior. So being rewarded for your efforts. So you, you, you've, been, you've, you've been mentioning, okay, then there's a lot of athletes that put their blood, sweat and tears into the, their craft and they dedicate themselves into doing something. Um, and it'd be good if there was some kind of reward for that, financial rewards to make them keep going, you know what I mean? And, and keep them on a straight and narrow and not, not be distracted by other things. Um, is that something you thought about or any conversation potentially? Or if you haven't, what's your thoughts? No, I think that's a really good idea, especially with the the, the tokens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not thought deeply into it, but mm. yeah, we need to speak again. <laughs> you definitely need to speak again because you yeah. always come in with more ideas, and I'm just like, how? No, but no, I think it's something I want to. I think that's a really good thing to look into for sure. But I'm gonna need to to research. <laughs> <Time. I'm> gonna, <laughs> need to do my homework. <laughs> Apart from obviously creating NFTs, and you, I know you bought you bought that your first NFT. Have you bought any other NFTs after that? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bought, I bought quite a few. Oh, it's mainly women-led projects, which I've okay. bought into. Why is um, that? I mean, not, not stating the obvious, but <laughs> is that something you're passionate about? Yeah, I think um, because even when I've been to some in real life meetups, there's been, you know, a handful of women there. Um, mm. And I really think mm. we need to have equality and inclusivity in the space. And it's good that you're doing this, you know, featuring me on the podcast and hopefully widening other people's sort of horizons there. But um, yeah, I just really, I just want to be with more like-minded um, individuals and with women-led projects um, I just sort of resonate with them with the artwork or with the the benefits or the communities so that's kind of why I've, I've bought into women-led projects okay. but I mean I don't discriminate of course no, 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 you, know, <laughs> you should buy what you like in it and it doesn't matter whether it's a women project it could be an eight project anything you know what I mean so so what that tell me that can you mention, like, mention any of them and the ones you want to kind of point out, say like this, I really bought this because I really connected, resonated with this project. Have you got any that in particular? Yeah, so um, one's called the Clinic um, NFT. Right. Um, it's created by a black a black woman from America um, who is really passionate about mental health. Um, so the reason why I wanted to join it was because within the Discord, from anxiety to grief, there was literal, you know, um, channels for each one. So if you're feeling wow. away, you can just go in there and chat to people who are feeling the same. And that that connection is something that, you know, couldn't couldn't get it on, on Instagram and, and things like that. But to have that, um, it's been really helpful. Um, so I've really resonated with that project. Well, a lot a lot of that, and something so simple, like an entity doesn't have to be something, particularly everything going on, pictures and all sort of, I see that that entity is like a representation and a gate gateway to a community that you can connect to on these talking about these different things, and 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 you can you can wave the flag on your Twitter or and whatnot saying you're a part of this community and then yeah. you know yeah like it's so amazing it's so effective I like I like projects like that. And if, if the, how big is the community at the moment? Is it quite big or is it? Just... Yeah, it's quite big. I, I can't remember the exact number, but it must be. I don't, I don't know. There's lot. There's thousands in the Discord. Okay. I, I don't right. know. I don't know that number, but yeah, right. been... that's, that's that's really interesting. Any other projects? Um, a lot of one of one artists um, who I've sort of bought into to support as mm -hmm. well. 
Um, so one is one of my friends. Well, I say she's one of my friends. I've known her just through NFTs, never met her in real life. She's called um, Rika. Um, she's a fine artist. Um, her Twitter's new newbianism. Um, and she hand draws with like a graphite pencil um, all these NFTs. Um, and she started off as a, yeah, as a fine artist, as selling prints. And then she um, actually now has quit a job. She was working as a um, making um, prosthetics for amputees. That's right. how art was sort of being used, which is amazing. But her passion's always been these pencil drawings and fine art. So she's got into the NFT space and she's been thriving. So that's, yeah. that's somebody who I, I really vouch for as well. Man. Oh, and another one more is um, <laughs> take I love it, man. I love it. Let's, let's, let's talk about the people. I want to kind of highlight, tap, talk to different people. We tap into different spaces. People doing amazing things, successful stories. I don't even hear about, so it's good to share, man. So thank you. Yeah, another is um, take up space, which is um, it's let it's a kind of the, the aim of it is to onboard ten thousand um, BIPOC and LGBTQI plus community. So mm -hmm. even before they started minting, they were doing courses. They onboard they onboarded um, somebody called Vanshika, um, an Indian NFT artist, and she's literally eight, eight NFTs of selling out a whole project. So that's the sort of impact that they've had. Um, they're doing a web-free handbook. They've collaborated with MoonPay. Um, so, and that's that's kind of one that I'm really thinking is gonna gonna do really well. But it's very utility-based. They've done tokens and rewarding yeah. people who sort of complete the courses. So, yeah, that, mm. that's a good one. Take up space. Okay, I like that. I like that. And that one thing you talked about is uh, I found very funny is that the web-free space we create like these friendships. People don't say it's possible. You create these online friendships and like, when you go to these in real life events you see people checking their phones I was at a event the other day and somebody came up to me and said are you Chris I was like no <laughs> did you look at the picture again it isn't me yeah. <laughs> but yeah I just find it very bizarre man because you you speak to these people a lot like sometimes every day and you have yeah. long, thoughtful conversations and you don't meet them for maybe months like people across the sea, like across the pond. And mm -hmm. it's good to find that when you actually meet them and you can, you feel that connection. Um, yeah. So have, have you managed to meet anybody yet that you've um, been speaking to online in, in real life? Yeah, so I went to my first NFT meetup. I think it was two weeks ago now in Liverpool. Um, and I was literally on the space with one, one, one girl called Benita. Uh, and we've been speaking like every day, probably for the past sort of two months. So on, on the space in the morning, then by the evening, I met her in real life. And it was just like, she literally ran over and gave me a hug. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, imagine it was awkward. I'm like speaking to you all day. <laughs> and it's awkward when we meet, but it wasn't. Um, she was lovely. So that was really nice. And another one called Mike um, is somebody who I've been catching up with probably on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had his NFT um, logo on his jumper. So very okay. easy. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to meet up with them. We were able to, to chat all things NFTs because in real life, you know, I try talking about NFTs with with my friends, and they kind of like, okay, yeah, let's So being around those people within the space in real life was was amazing. So mm -hmm. I hope I can go to more meetups. I know you, you're, you know, you've got some coming up and things. So I'm excited to meet more people in real life. Yeah, I love that. So is there anything I want to tap into your mind? Is there anything out there that NFT wise or industry wise that you think that you're really looking forward to how like whether it's the entertainment industry or fashion or I don't know like is it beauty potentially I'm, I'm not sure how it would work but is there anything you're thinking about I'm really excited for NFTs to kind of enter this enter this industry 
Um, yeah, I think it's the the fashion I'm really excited about because when I did go into the sort, I've not been deep into all the things you can do in the metaverse, but when I went to the galleries, my sort of avatar was just a plain, a plain gray sort of figure so I'm thinking I'm really excited for when the avatar can start to really represent me and mm -hmm. um, people can you know go crazy with it and how these nfts can start to come it within the metaverse so that's what I'm really excited about see these fashion brands coming in and having in real life um sort of that that um, physical and digital sort of combination that's what I'm excited for okay fair enough. and another thing is what's the weirdest you th weirdest thing you've ever th you've seen so far like within the space a lot of weird things selling or energies what's the weirdest thing that you think i do not i don't know if you've seen these goblins yet have you seen these oh goblins? my god so so listen so yeah i mean i've heard they're going into um the spaces and they're just like talking like goblins yeah yes that, yeah great yeah. Really marketing like <laughs> so yeah, yeah tell me like what's your experience <laughs> Um, yeah, so the weirdest ones I've seen is probably the goblins when I went on the space and they were just growling at each other for a good two hours. Wow. Um, and the second one is a new, another new project. I think it's called like We, we Are Gonna Die. And they're just burning, they're just burning NFTs. They're just burning ETH um, as a sacrifice. Um, wow. So that's a bit, bit strange. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if it's marketing. I don't know, but people are buying the NFTs, buying uh, mutant apes and then just burning them literally just yeah. sending a, a burn wallet and that that's that's their that's their utility is that the utility i don't know but that that's the strangest things i'm seeing <laughs> all right all right okay very interesting to see how that i mean the close the thing i've seen is close to that is like burnt banksy when they bought the banksy piece of art and they performed as a piece of art and they burnt yeah and they created the nft and sold it for more than the original wow so that was kind of a statement yeah um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why you had to burn a Banksy piece, but, but you, <laughs> I, know, I understand it's a piece of art, yeah. right? So, but then, yeah, like buying NFTs and burning them, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I still, I mean, we might, we may find, we might find that in the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, before we round it up now, I, mean, I, I want to kind of um, tap into your mind again. Uh, the question I always ask at the end of each podcast is, I want you to describe to me how you see the world in the next say moving forward 10 years moving forward you wake up in the morning where are nfts what doesn't where are we using how are we using the metaverse in your everyday life so you i want you to when you wake up in the morning your alarm goes off <laughs> what kind of things are going on uh and how are you using it <laughs> um 10 years well it could be whew, gosh i don't honestly it's hard to imagine but i guess you wake up yeah. You um, put on your headset in the metaverse and then you go for a jag. <laughs> you do your <laughs> exercise of the day <laughs> whilst being like all digitally. You meet up with your friends there um, mm -hmm. and then you come off and then in real life, you go to the shops, you can buy things with NFTs, you can buy things with crypto. It's the norm. Um, there's lots more sort of in real life meetups that you can do now that you're part of all these communities so instead of being bored at home not knowing how to make friends as an adult you suddenly mm -hmm. like right i've got this avatar um party coming up and then one in the metaverse one in real life event happening um concerts you will be bought with crypto and nfts you know i can just see what it. Does the sports industry look like i think that's more particular like 
I'm, I'm interested to see what you think. What does the sports industry look like and, and how are they using NFTs? Oh, so all the football teams are sponsored now by NFT projects. They're sponsored by web free companies. Mm-hmm. Athletes are no longer struggling because there's an NFT project going around for everyone to be sponsored by. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletes are making their own projects. They're doing, you know, as you said, the meet and greets. That's become a norm now. You're meeting Ronaldo for coffee in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I just think it'll be hopefully a, a better distribution of wealth. That that middleman sort mm-hmm. of having to go through an agent, and then this this person, this person is cut out, and it's brand speaking directly to athletes, and you know that that sort of financial freedom for more athletes and for more people. That's what I'd love love to see in ten years time. Yeah, I love that, and I love that. It's a, it's a great end. Like just thinking about the how things can look, and it's positive, and it's. it's it's great intention and it'll be helping everybody. So I would love to see that too also. <laughs> so um, thank you for, for coming on the army. Like, where can anyone find you if they want to collaborate, if they want to potentially partner with you in regards to what's going on and reach out in that aspect or just help and support what you're doing? Uh, where, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my name's Naomi Metzger. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Twitter that I'm on now the most is Afro at AfroChicksNFT. So you can find all the updates and links to the OpenSea and everything that I've got planned um, on there. So that's the best place to find me. Love that. Well, everybody, please go follow Naomi and go support and support all the great things she's doing because she's not only helping herself, she's helping others. And that's great. I look for the space and help to help the great the space grow. So continue doing great things, Naomi. So everyone, thank you for listening and watching. Everyone stay listening and stay blessed.